welcome Ram Hegday to the podcast. We're excited to have Ram join us and share his perspective because he has been in security for many years, like me, and he is currently the CISO of GenPack. So thank you, Ram, for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jim. For those listeners, they'll have to listen to me uh, witter on for a little while. I've had the pleasure of knowing Ram for over 10 years at uh, two companies ago. He was one of our early adopters at Resilient Systems, and it was really uh, appreciative when he bought our product because it was pretty early in our life cycle. So he was pretty patient with us as we developed the product and built it to uh, his needs as well as our other customers' needs. But Ram's become a friend, and I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, Jim. Awesome. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into uh, cybersecurity. Yeah, sure. So interestingly, I'm a chartered accountant by profession. So what happened was when I was doing my bachelor's in e-commerce in, in India, I had a fascination with computers at that time. I ended up doing a course on the side with computers, went to do my chartered accountancy, uh, very quickly pivoted to technology audit and from there to InfoSec. So yeah, it's more of a, I guess I lost my way and got into InfoSec, but I'm very much enjoying it now. Well, that's awesome. You are the second a person with an accounting-centric background that we've had as a guest on our show that's now a CISO. So I think there's something to be said for maybe the uh, kind of the precision sometimes that you live in life, even though you're, being a CISO isn't about precision all the time, but uh, maybe there's some link between those two. Yeah. Well, I guess you get fascinated by the lack of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, awesome. And what are the most challenging parts of your job and what do you like most about it? And in terms of challenges, I would say two things. I think for most, well, for every corporation, InfoSec is inherently challenging because you're dealing with a wide range of, of actors who are extremely resourceful, are operating at a level uh, which you cannot really match uh, for most organizations. So there's a bit of asymmetry and then managing that risk is inherently challenging. But I would say the most challenging part is really prioritization because you have this multitude of risks. InfoSec is still a relatively young discipline. So this constant re-evaluation of, of which controls are really effective, where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And the impact of things going wrong keeps evolving. A lot of it is perception, so you're constantly recalibrating. So this whole process of trying to figure out where you prioritize your time, your resources, the focus and the controls, which areas to double down, which areas to back off from a bit, that is the most challenging part. Yeah, absolutely. What are the things that uh, you get to enjoy about your job? You know, for people thinking about getting to cybersecurity, I'm sure they, they'd love to understand that aspect. Well, the, the way I look at it in this profession, especially if you're looking to become a CISO, there's, I would say, three aspects which, from my perspective, are critical. One is the capability to develop a multitude of, of skills. So you need to, you don't necessarily have to be very technical, but it's helpful. And more than being technical, I think you need to have the ability to quickly figure out what a technology or areas about and what are the nuances in it specific to security. You need to understand risk and you need to understand compliance and, and sort of 
be clear on the difference between what's purely an infosec concept, how that changes when looking at it from a risk perspective, and how that changes when you look at it from, from a compliance perspective. So that, that's huge. There's a big component of leadership skills. So you need to be good at communicating because one, you're translating technical aspects and then trying to explain that to different stakeholders and in risk terms or in business terms. You're leading by influence. And so you need to get along with stakeholders and again, communication is, is key. You need to build your team. You need to have a lot of integrity in this particular role. So there's a whole multitude of skills you need to learn and you need to keep developing. Second, I would say it's all about execution. You have to be consistent and that, that's how you build credibility. And then and third, about resilience. So you're going to have knocks, you're going to get knocked down. You just have to dust yourself off, pick up and then keep going. So those are the traits I would say are key from my perspective for success in this profession. Right. And the same reasons why I like it because of the challenges and it touches upon a few things which I've had a personal interest in, in technology, in risk. And the third aspect I don't think is talked about as much in industries is about uh, psychology and aspects of behavioral economics. So that's a fascinating area for me, but it is a big aspect in this profession because you are influencing people. You are trying to figure out the motive of attackers. You're trying to figure out how to change behaviors of employees so they don't do things which cause issues. Um, Those pesky employees, uh, we, we love them, but they can be a security nightmare sometimes. Yeah. Not, not always on purpose, but they can be part of the problem. Yep, yep, absolutely. Awesome. So when you think about uh, talking with uh, people that maybe are thinking about cybersecurity, I mean, do you encourage people to join the industry? And if so, what are the big reasons why you think people should join the cybersecurity fight? I guess the common answer you would get is if you're passionate, do it, right? And go where your passion is. I would actually temper that a bit. And I would say, look, if you're passionate about security, you understand it by all means. But more broadly, if you look at the numbers out there in terms of jobs and prospects for the industry, it is it is a good one to get into in, in terms of prospects for, for employment and, and progression. And for all this talk about, and not to downplay the passion aspect, I've seen a lot of people who have like stumble into the industry and they have found it meaningful. So it's quite possible you, you land in, in InfoSec maybe randomly or you want to give it a shot and, and the passion builds in you. So, and the second thing I would say is a lot of the skills you learn here are transferable. So all the pieces around grasping new concepts about thinking about risk, about communication and leading, working with teams, they're all skills you can use in a variety of professions. And then lastly, you will learn something which you can apply to your personal life and manage the risks at a personal level. All right. So I would say, yeah, if you're passionate, go for it. If not, it's a good option. Give it a shot. Yeah. And it won't be a bad outcome. Yeah, I, th I think that's really well said, Ram, because there are so many skills that people learn in cyber that are transferable. And equally for people that are in IT, we've talked with quite a few people that have encourage their people that started an IT help desk uh, right. or some other area of the IT department and then move over to cyber. And then the inverse is true. If you start in cyber and or you go to IT and go to cyber, you decide you don't like it, you can always go back. But you, you'll be a stronger person for an organization. Your career will be never hurt for any time you spend it in cyber. And underlying all of it, if you have a true passion for it, awesome. 
we still need you anyway, right? Because it's just yeah. the unlimited resources of the attacker is never ending. And, and you guys have to be right, you know, on every day. And they only have to be right once in a while to make quite a bit of money. So, uh, yeah, I think that's well said. So if you're hiring entry-level roles, what are skills or traits are you looking for when you're going through that process and when your team's going through that process of finding entry-level people? Yep. And we've done a lot of hiring because of the challenges in the industry. We have shifted our approach as we grew our team from trying to find the perfect fit in terms of experience or knowledge of a particular platform to, to really hiring for competencies. And it's really to find people who are willing to learn I wouldn't even say passionate for security, that helps, but if they're willing, develop passion, as I said earlier. Second, to have the humility, because this field keeps you humble, because it's still young, it's, you're still learning new things, you are constantly reassessing and reevaluate. If using an example of control, if something is still relevant, things happen which you don't anticipate, and even the best plans can go awry. So to me, humility is important because directly correlates to the ability to grow oneself and to learn new things. And the third piece I would say is resilience. I think if someone has those three, even if they as an example are a little lacking in some of the other skills like communication or technical skills, those are things they can learn if they're willing to put in the effort and then take the feedback. Absolutely, it makes sense. I just add a slight question here that wasn't on our prep notes, but in terms of you're hiring people on a worldwide basis, are you seeing demand still be high in, let's say, India versus the U.S. or Europe? Or are you continuing to, is it still difficult to find top-tier talent or even entry-level talent on a worldwide basis? I would say consistent everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then part of the problem is you don't have the, I think, universally the sort of lower education channels to feed Everywhere. People grounded in, in InfoSec. So organizations and industry associations have to do the heavy lifting in sort of hiring for capabilities and then, then putting the teams to, to, through training and, and so forth. But I think the good news out of that is when we look at our new hires and, and see the talent coming in, it's a cause for optimism that, yes, you have a lot of folks who, who are hungry, who are keen, and who they put in the right effort will end up in a good place. Yeah, that's awesome. I often think about, I'm older, right? I'm 53. So I often look at the new class of people joining my company and go, oh, they don't work as hard as I did. And, you know, uh, you know I did this, I did that. They don't do this. And, and the reality is like, when I step back, I go, you know what? When I started my career at 21, 22, there was some 50-year-old old guy in the office saying exactly the same thing. So, you know, many things stay the same. There are plenty of people that are young and are super eager to work hard and put in the hours to develop their skills and to help a company be a great place. So uh, I think I agree with you. There's a big level, a big reason to be very optimistic about the talent that's joining high tech in general, security specifically. So I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. Ram, last question. What's the best career advice you've ever received? It may not come across maybe as a scary advice, but I think it's very helpful. So this happened when I was early in my career and I was going through a really bad patch. And I was about to throw in the towel and call it quits because I was like, I had enough. I'm done. I'm backing out. And I had a manager. We're talking about this morning because that's the way I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this manager who came and said, grit your teeth and hang in there. And somehow that piece of advice has 
helped me in good stead over a number of, of situations. And I recognize that can be, there's a little bit of nuance to it as opposed to taking it generically, because there can be circumstances where, say, if it's impacting your health or your family or, or if it crosses on integrity, you need to take a stand then and there. That's true. But absent that, and there will also be cases where you need to make a rational decision that you need to make a change, which is different from you're just having a bad patch. And maybe you need to just hang in there and then wait to see what transpires. Mm-hmm. So to me, that resonates. And I think it's applicable because no one's journey is going to be perfect. There are going to be these ups and downs and it's really critical to hang tight for a while. And then more likely than not, uh, the issue will, will tide over. Yeah, so I, I think that you got some great advice. I know personally, early in my career, having suffered some of those rough patches that you talk about, the fact that I did stay with it, stay with the company, ended up helping to solve the problem or achieve the goal was some of the most fulfilling milestones in my whole career. Whereas if I would have, and believe me, like you wanted to just call it quits, the easy path was just to eject myself from the situation, go someplace else to go work because there were easier things to do at that moment. But having persevered through it, it gives you more and more confidence in yourself that when another rough patch comes in, like you're on the learning curve, you understand, okay, okay, it's just a, it's just, yep. just that moment and we'll get through it. So it sounds like that was some great advice. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Ram, I knew you'd be a great guest today. So thank you very much for being a part of the Executive Security Podcast. And please have a great day and a great weekend. Thanks, Jim. You should the same. Yeah.